In the wake of Me Too, Time's Up, and the growing list of public figures who have been called out for sexual assault and misconduct, it can seem like exciting, spontaneous, and satisfying sex is an unattainable ideal. That sex is too deeply buried beneath misinformation, violence, and shame to be enjoyed anymore. And yet, I know from personal experience that that is not true. Despite the odds, people are having great sex all the time, but they don't always get the chance to talk about it. Well, today, listeners, I'm here to change that. My name is Robin, and this is The Peak. Listeners of The Peak, my name is Robin, and today I am joined by a special guest named Rose. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. It is wonderful to have you. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? All right. Um, I am 53 years old. Mm -hmm. I've uh, been a professional. I've been in outside sales for the last 20 years. I'm a mom. I've got three sons, and I've got seven grandchildren. Oh, wow. I am married. So my husband and I, we've been married for 20 years. That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, we're currently separated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. But it's all its all actually um, been one of the best things that we've, we've done. Yeah? Yeah. That's really interesting. I'm mm-hmm. excited to talk to you about that. I think you're probably... The first person we've had on the show with children and the first person who is currently married. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, this is really <laughs> exciting. Oh. Um, can you start out by telling us a little bit about your sexual identity or what I like to call your sexual personality? My sexual personality? I would say that my sexual personality is kind of shy, uh-huh. is publicly shy. Um, but as, but intimately, I'm very open that I don't, I'm not outwardly sexual Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, I'm just not an outwardly sexual person. So it's, it's not that I'm uncomfortable with sex or talking about sex, you know, I'll joke about sex or, you know, I don't mind a dirty joke or Mm -hmm. anything like that. But to me, sex, um is more intimate. And when you dirty it, when you make it common, then it's not as um, intense. And I love the intensity of, of the, sec- the sexual experience. And I think mm-hmm. that when you kind of, I don't know, for lack of better words, dumb it down, it, it's just, it kind of loses its oomph. <laughs> yeah. you, know, black, you know. Can you say more about that? About like... What makes sex more intense and intimate for you? Uh, I think the what the attention mm-hmm. from my partner, the um, to to me and to um, my needs, mm-hmm. and it also and and it also that also allows me to want to also give back, mm-hmm. you know, and to to share that if that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. And so when you say um, to make it common, what mm-hmm. do you mean? I mean that 
where sex is just no big deal. Where it's just um, something that you do. Uh-huh. That it's um, pleasurable for, you know, you know, the moment. But it's not something, you know. And so it's just like, yeah, we had sex. Mm-hmm. You know, not, yeah, we had sex. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the, you know, the next morning you get a slap on the butt and go, thanks, honey. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That those kinds, mm-hmm. it that's the difference to me of, um, you know, just not making it mm-hmm. just ordinary. Mm-hmm. So, would you say that sex is um, like very special or important or sacred to you? Yeah, I would. I would. All yeah, the, all of the above. All of the above. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. I think it's uh, being. I mean, Mark is. My he's my third husband. Uh-huh. I get married very young. I was married by the time I was eighteen. I was eighteen and pregnant, and uh-huh. you know. So what do you do? You get married, and um, it ask that question again. Uh, I asked, would you say that sex is uh, very important or special or sacred? Oh, to okay, you? yes. Um, so. I would say that all my marriages, I never, and and this was mostly with me, I didn't want to ever, sex to to be, I didn't want it withheld from me. Mm -hmm. And so in turn, I didn't withhold it from my partner for any reason. Mm -hmm. That there was never um, that. And so I think that to me, I never wanted it to be a tool or a weapon. And so I've always, you know, in all my relationships have made it that it's that special thing that's between us, that it's mm-hmm. never to be used, mm-hmm. but it, it remains what it is, an inti- intimate act between mm-hmm. us. Interesting. Cool. All right. Well, will you tell us about your first sexual experience? Oh, that lasts about five seconds. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was probably, I would say that would rank right up with probably my worst experience. Oh, no. Well, tell me about it. Well, I mean, I was 14. Wow. Yeah. And I grew up in a little bitty Oklahoma town. Uh It's, you know, where if you don't have a promise ring by the time you're 16, you're going to probably have trouble finding a man, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of raised, you know, amongst your peers with that mindset of got to get a guy, got to get a guy. Uh-huh. And so there was a guy that I liked and he liked me and he, um, came and picked me up. He drove, he, so he was 16 and we went out and he took me to I think we probably went to Sonic or someplace oh, like that. You wow, know. this is such an Oklahoma story. It is, isn't it, though? <laughs> or it could have been the Tasty Freeze. <laughs> and so, and, you know, of course, we drag Maine. You know, there's, there's some more of your old small Oklahoma uh, story. And then he takes me to the little city park and we park. Uh-huh. You know, of course, you know, we start the making out and everything. And the next thing I know, he's on top of me. And I'm like, oh, well, here it goes, you yeah. know. And there was not a, um, there was, there was no talking. It was, it was just such a strange experience. Mm-hmm. And then it was over in like 
five seconds, then I kind of questioned myself later if it even really even happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it was, and it was awkward. And then the next um, Monday when I saw him at school, he comes up to me and he goes, you don't think I came in you, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, wow. And I'm like, no, no, we're good. And, so, and that was and that was it. And we and um he wanted to take me out the next weekend, but I told my mom, I said, Mom, I am grounded. Oh man. <laughs> I grounded myself, basically, just so I you know, he would go and and so I find someone else. Yeah, go find someone else and I just told him later, said mm-hmm. I'm not your girl. <laughs> Yeah. So what, uh, you seem to, you, you called this your worst sexual experience. What was it that was bad about it? It was an, there was no intimacy. It Mm -hmm. was just really just kind of, I, I think this is, it was almost like, well, I think this is what we're supposed to do. So let's do this. Mm -hmm. And, And that was and to me, that was just so empty, and it lacked any, um, just lacked everything. Uh-huh. All it was was just a, um, almost a fuck, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it just really kind of left me, I was like, that was it? Uh-huh. And that's why I, I relate to that being my worst, because I was like, Mm-hmm. You and, know, there's darn. Yeah. And so you didn't have any physical pleasure from that experience? No, none whatsoever. None. Did you want to have sex that night? No, no, I, it wasn't. Mm-mm. No. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just kind of like, I'm not wired that way where mm-hmm. a lot of my girlfriends would be, you know, I mean, they'd be zeroing in whoever they were going to, you know, and by the time a lot of my. They were 15, 16. They were on birth control and, mm-hmm. um, you know, had regular sex. And I was just like, hmm. Yeah, you just weren't there yet. I just wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. But now, by the time I was 17, I was there. Uh-huh. I had an older boyfriend. He was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and we fucked like rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Tell was, me about that relationship. That was... He was... My, um, he, he was just the, he was a dream. He was just tall, redhead, built like a brick shit house. Just, <laughs> I mean, just, he was just a dream. And he, um, he was always very gentle and yeah. very, um, kind, but also I, um, but he was also very masculine, mm-hmm. and I and I enjoy that, that very masculine feel um, in in my ma- mate. Masculine um, how? Masculine as in that he's in charge. That he's that he's in charge of me at that moment, mm-hmm. and um, you know I just I want, him, want him to take me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh no, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, just take me and you know, pleasure me, you know, mm-hmm. make me your focus. And he really did that. And he uh-huh. was, um, he lived in Texas and I lived in Oklahoma. Oh. Yeah. It was a long distance relationship and 
I grew impatient and I shouldn't have. What do you mean? So I, I, um, time, this started being further and further apart Mm -hmm. that we would see each other. And so I would, you know, go out with my girlfriends and, you know, you know, being 18, of course, you're not going to not, um, flirt and, you know, and. You know, you're out drinking, because at that time, when you were 18 in Oklahoma, you could drink. Girls could drink. Boys had to be 21. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. We, I, we could get into clubs when we were 18 and drink. Man. Yeah. I don't know if I wish that I had had that as an 18-year-old or not. It I think I do. I it, think it was, I do. Yeah, well, you know, because girls, they just mature more, They, you know, faster than boys. In some ways, yeah. In some ways, they do. And, you know, like my first husband was five years older than me. I outgrew him in three years. How do you mean? Intellectually, um, mature, I matured fast, um, real fast. We had, you know, child right away. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, we had another child. Mm-hmm. And by the time, you know, the second child you know, I was, I had outgrown him. Mm-hmm. Was this the redhead that? No, we no, didn't marry. Guy? Yeah, no. we didn't marry the, I, the next guy I married. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was a hot Italian stud. And... Oh my, Italian stallion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's just as, you know, cute as he could be, you know, and he still is even well into his fifties. He's still really just super attractive. And, mm-hmm. and... so you guys still co-parent? together yeah but our kids are in their 30s oh yeah yeah so yeah we don't not co- so much not so much anymore we we don't even co-grandparent <laughs> <laughs> so but my current husband and he and my first husband are, are friends i see so that you know he's the father of my kids and so yeah they're friends yeah can you tell me about the first time you had sex and enjoyed it oh let's see that had to have been with Tim, my awesome redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me about it? Yeah, I'm trying to. Re- I'm trying to remember the first time he and I had sex. We had sex a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and at first we didn't. First it was a lot of petting and and flirting because I was 17. Yeah. And he was 21. Yeah. Um. Then uh, I introduced him to my mom, and she, I got her blessing because she knew I was not going to date younger guys. Any my guys my age, she yeah. just knew I wasn't going to do it. That I never did. They they were, I was just too mature for them. Yeah, and so um, I think probably once we did. He had his own apartment. He um, and so we were able to just go to his apartment. And I don't know if I remember our first time. Well, the, can you think of a special time a special or a time, time that was really good? All I know is, man, that man would make me soak the sheet. <laughs> 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 He'd be like, I'm getting the towel underneath you. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, so, but I don't know what it is, but it was just always just exciting and mm-hmm. just, um, I don't know if it was just that our bodies just 
fit and it was just always, um, you know, just really good. Mm-hmm. It's just the physical contact, the, um, the length of it, the orgasm, just the whole experience mm-hmm. of it. And it wasn't in the quickies and the, the quickies up against the wall were the best. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite. What about them? Uh, um, I think it's the, um, being overpowered. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. By your own desire. By my own by desire. Him? By, by him. Yeah. Being taken. Yeah. You know, I don't know why I just like that. And I don't take necessarily like the S&M or anything, but I like to be manhandled. Yeah. And I like that um, being just taken mm-hmm. and, you know, slammed up against the wall and wall fucked. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those yeah. are my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people like those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of, um, they usually happen suddenly. Uh-huh. They're usually um, unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that, you know, you climb into bed for, you know, to go to sleep at night and, you know, your foot touches and then, you know, then you have sex or mm-hmm. something like that. But this is just, there's just some, the more intensity and the mm-hmm. kind of more exciting. Yeah. You know, and the surprise. And the surprise of it. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, can you tell me about some of the best times that you've had sex in your life? I would say the best times I've had sex would be with my current husband. Yeah. Yeah, we... Um, and you've been married for 20 years? 20 years. And we still have great sex. That's wonderful. Uh-huh. And that's, that's probably one of the things I miss the most mm-hmm. is is the sex mm-hmm. and, and the intimacy. So, but in the last, I would say, couple months, it was bleh. But I just didn't. I was just done. I checked out. So, so you you said you guys are separated mm-hmm. right now. Are mm-hmm. you still seeing each other? I have not seen him in almost two months. He's in Missouri. Oh wow! Yeah, and I loaded up my horses and said, "See you later." And okay. he didn't know I was leaving. He left to work, and I loaded all my stuff up and oh, hit the road. May I, may I ask why? <laughs> well, there was a lot of anger. Uh-huh. And just anger that would just built up and built up and it was never I mean, it could be over that I forgot to get peanut butter. It could be over yeah. just the simplest things and it just became almost to the point we we both agree now we were to the point of no return. Mm-hmm. Because there had just been so much said, so much anger expressed, and to the point where I thought he was just he hated me. Mm-hmm. Where he would just, if once I was gone, he would be so relieved that I was gone and he wouldn't have, you know, that I was the source of his anger. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the source of his anger. He's got stuff that he needs to deal with. And so yeah. my whole deal, I didn't talk to him for 47 days. Wow. We just spoke for the first time last week. Wow. That's wild. I, I just went no contact. He needed to, yeah, he, you know, he, you know, I knew he was going to ramp up, but he needed to unwind mm-hmm. and unravel. Well, <laughs> and, good for you for like just getting out of that situation yeah. and like letting him deal with his anger. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's not your problem. That's, that's not my problem. problem. It's his problem. I'm a happy person. I can see that. <laughs> you look great. Honestly. Yeah. I'm, wow. I'm, you know, so I, I want joy and peace in my life. Uh-huh. And I didn't. And didn't have it. And I wasn't going, and I couldn't, you know, as you get older, you learn that you can't make anybody anything. Yeah. So I always say, if I spit on you, what do I make you? Spat on? Wet. Wet, yeah. That's it. Yeah, you can wipe that off. Yeah, you can wipe that off. But uh, but it's the behavior that you choose once a, an action has happened. Mm-hmm. And, I, and if you continually choose anger, sorry. Wow. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, I understand you guys just started speaking again, mm-hmm. but I'm very curious. Do you see yourselves being able to work through this and reunite or do you think that it's going to be a while? It's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a lot of things said, names called, mm-hmm. you know, hurtful and a lot of hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. And, but the whole time I've remained that I love him mm-hmm. and he's, he's a good man. Yeah. And he's, he's worthy, but I, it's not worth my peace yeah and my sanity that i'm going to continue to change and alter myself to adjust to his behavior wow i wish so many i hope everyone hears what you're saying right now because that is such an important thing for people to remember in relationships Mm -hmm. that even if you love one another Mm -hmm. if you're hurting each other in any way, like not just physically, but like emotionally and psychologically, you owe it to yourself and to the other person mm-hmm. to just like not subject yourselves to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. So I wish I'd heard you say that when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And wow. So, and, and not to change yourself. Yeah. You know, to accommodate someone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, there's human growth and there's being challenged by a partner mm-hmm. to like grow and become a better person. Mm-hmm. But if you're like twisting yourself into an emotional pretzel. To avoid situations. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. That's not okay. Wow. So. <laughs> that was a tangent, but it was a brilliant tangent. Oh, well, I'm thanks. glad that we went down that road. I like to at least share my wisdom with somebody. <laughs> no, yeah. And people are going to hear it. Thank you. Um, wow. Where even were we? Um, I think I was asking oh, you my, about my the best time. Best times. And my best times is... Um, Has been with him. Was with him. Mark can make me multiple orgasm. Uh-huh. I mean, 10 in a row. Beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm like, don't stop. What about it? Um, it's, um, he's very attentive to mm-hmm. me physically. And every time, and he's even tells me that his intent, every time we have intercourse is for me to be pleased, is mm-hmm. to pleasure me. And he knows in turn that I give that right yeah. back to him. Now, as the um, conflict arises, he gets less of me. Yeah. Although I still give him intimacy, but he doesn't, I, I, I cut it off. 
mm-hmm. at a certain point. And I know I kind of go back into that, but because that's just kind of like where I'm at. What point? You know? What do you mean you cut him off? I cut him. Um, I don't always go where he wants me to go. Okay. So if he like if he wants oral sex, you know, I don't feel like it. I ain't going to do it. You know, because it may mm-hmm. be a little bit mad at you. you yeah. Know? But I'm still going to give you some intimacy. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to. I I found found myself not wanting to do everything, not mm. you know, limiting what I yeah would do, and then those the those feelings I was having starting made me recognize that things were out of balance because uh-huh. that's not me and that's not how I like to operate. Yeah. Um. I remember earlier in the interview you said that you always wanted to, uh, you never wanted to withhold sex because mm-hmm. it's important to you um, to share that with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does sound like you definitely are able to draw your own boundaries mm-hmm. and like say, yes. no, say no to things you don't want to do. Yeah, I mm-hmm. d- yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I d- yeah. I still have those healthy boundaries. Yeah. Um, a conversation that I try to have with all my guests, um, and that's a big cultural conversation right now, is the conversation around consent and, like, being able to, like, give consent on purpose and, like, receive consent and know, like, when the other person, like, wants to stop. Um, And that's an interesting game Mm. to play because most people don't, like, verbally have that conversation where like yes you may fuck me now right (laughs) um can you talk a little bit about your understanding of consent consent uh i think and there's no wrong answer no but i think consent is is typically mutual or understood to be mutual Mm mm-hmm Whereas, um, if somebody is coming on to me, they're, to me, that's consenting. Mm -hmm. If they're being sexually, you know, advancing towards me, Mm -hmm. they're already consenting. To sexual, you know, activity with me. Uh-huh. And at that point, it's up to my, up to me, whether I'm going to return the um, sexual innuendos or flirtations or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Once you cross that threshold with each other, you're already consenting to at least explore each other, right? And, um, and to me, I've never, I guess I've never really been in a situation sexually, except for my first time, where I felt forced uh-huh. or like I was doing something that I didn't feel like it was mutual between mm-hmm. the two of us. So to me, consent has always been unspoken. Mm-hmm. It 
it's just been a, an unspoken thing. Yeah, with body language. With body and language and cues and that. That now I know to, nowadays, you know, you want to get your phone out, hit record, you know, hit video, say, "Do you consent to have sex with me?" <laughs> I don't think that's, I. I need proof. <laughs> I don't think that's how it usually is. Yeah, it's not, and I kind of exaggerate that as a mom, as a mom of three men, uh-huh. of boys. I've had girls accuse my sons of. Um, being pregnant and they're not pregnant i've had girls i mean my, all my boys are just they're like very beautiful mm-hmm. they're very handsome young men mm-hmm. and so girls are not nice to young men and so that consent thing i was always like you get that in writing <laughs> you know because mm-hmm. girls do young girls anymore if they want to get back at a guy they they are not they are mean girls what do you mean um I've seen girls get back, or you know, if a guy doesn't pay attention to them, mm-hmm. they'll. I've and work. I've also worked on college campuses, yeah. And girls, young girls, will accuse guys of raping them mm-hmm. if they've been rejected by them. Hmm. I've seen it happen. So I'm very. I'm little. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. I've seen it just. You know, done to my own sons. Mm-hmm. I've seen it done to some young men that. You know, I work around, worked around at um, college, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of unfair. So, yeah, and it's that that is rough. Um, like those kinds of accusations mm-hmm. are so hard to prove in any kind of like court or legal right. setting. Um, I've known a lot of people who like were assaulted. And tried mm-hmm. to make accusations against, like, the person who raped them and then weren't believed. Or believed. I know. Um, and what's unfortunate is that is that situation is a lot more common than mm-hmm. people lying about it. Right. Um, but in, like, the very spare handful of times that it does, it it makes it so much harder for people Mm -hmm. to be believed and that's rough because like it is a very real problem Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people don't come forward about their assaults because they're afraid they won't be believed or it'll be more trouble than it's worth. I've been assaulted I've been sexually assaulted you have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and um what did you do what I do I was it was actually by the husband of the lady who babysat my children oh wow we lived in the same apartment building. We, I lived out in Los Angeles. And I was getting ready for work. My husband had, had already left. I was getting ready for work. And he had come up to let me know that she um, was running about 10 minutes late, mm-hmm. that she would be up. And I said, that's fine. You know, I was usually running ahead. And so she comes. Mm-hmm. I leave. It's an enclosed apartment building. I get on the elevator. I'm on the third floor. Mm-hmm. The elevator opens on the second floor. It's him. Mm-hmm. He gets in and he shut. He hits the stop button. And he pushes me up against the wall. And he didn't know, but I have five brothers. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and so I um, 
kneed him up and I pushed him back up against the the wall and I hit the button. I hit the back button and the door opened and I got out. And I went straight to the police station and they came and they took him down to the police station. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was pissed. Oh, yeah. You should have been. <laughs> well, and so... And, and I'm, I'm glad that that, like... I'm glad that they listened to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, you know. Did he FaceTime? No. No? No, he did not. He did not. But mm-hmm. they did move from the apartment building that next week. They were gone. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Poor Peaches. Her name was Peaches, his wife. His wife? <laughs> yeah, poor Peaches. I yeah. mean... <laughs> Doesn't sound like a good guy to be married to. No, he was, um, oh, I have egg in my hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the, um. Perks of being a cowgirl. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> I was in the, in the hay. Rolling in the hay. Rolling in the hay. <laughs> Man. It, oh, all of it, these stories are so interesting. Um, I do still want to hear about your best time, though. My best time. Um. I don't know. I've, I've had such a, I don't know, to say my best time. Or a good time that a you remember. A good time. I would say probably the best times. Mark and I, we took a trip to Hawaii. We And he's your current husband? He's my current husband. We took a trip to Hawaii. We'd go, we like to go to the Big Island. We, we go over there several mm-hmm. times. And um, it was just him and me. No kids, no... We didn't meet anybody over there. It was just him and me. And we had beach sex. We had um, just nonstop. I mean, it just the whole... I mean, it was like every activity we did, it was, you know, we'd do the activity and there would be sex, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it was just so fun and just so freeing just to be free with each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that that's why, I mean, I love being married. Yeah. I love knowing where, not wondering um, if somebody's going to love me, when they're going to love me and how they're going to love me. Mm-hmm. I, I love knowing, I love the familiarity and the um, the comfort, the comfort level. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably why I, what I really enjoy the most is the comfort level and just the secure of just being able to be free and, and not judged, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think those are the, that to me, I think my whole sex life is just the best time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense to you, yeah. not just a particular time, but that I've been, really have been, especially my sex life with my current husband, I've just enjoyed it. It's been fun. It's been comfortable. It's been never, you know, that I not want it mm-hmm. or, you know, it was just never a, a downtime in our relationship. There just was never that lull. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so impressive to be married to someone for 20 years. Like, did sex change for you in the 
20 years that you were married? Or was it always, mm. like, consistent? I think it was pretty, it was pretty consistent. I think um, as we've learned each other's wants and desires and needs, I think it's kind of evolved. I would say that it hasn't changed, but it's evolved to, mm-hmm. you know, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Evolved how? Evolved, I think that, um, I think from when you first start um, learning somebody, in their in their body and you know how you fit with each other and mm-hmm. and what the other person likes i think that you become better at delivering mm-hmm. the, those things and yeah. and kind of take them to a different level yeah that that to me is you know evolving uh-huh. yeah take yeah uh do you guys just engage in like I think a lot of people perceive, like, straight married life as a lot of, like, missionary position, like, boring right before bed. Oh. <laughs> were, you, were you guys like that, or were you more um, Sometimes. Versatile? Sometimes. Sometimes we, um, like, doggy style. Sometimes, uh-huh. um, I don't know why Mark always likes to try it sideways, and it just never <laughs> works. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not... I'm little. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, yeah, we like to try different mm-hmm. positions. Mark's always more into different positions. I get my best orgasms missionary style. Yeah. But, you know, I yeah, we always try. I'm always willing to try. Yeah. <laughs> and you talked about um, giving oral to him. Does he reciprocate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah. He does reciprocate. But I don't think I enjoy it quite so much as actual intercourse. Yeah. It's, um, I enjoy the orgasm from intercourse much more than I do. It's just not as intense. It's mm-hmm. a little softer. It's just kind of rolls in and rolls out. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, 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 it's not my preference. Yeah. And so I don't care if he does or if he doesn't. Huh. But he likes to. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. likes to. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like I said, you're the first person we've had on the show who is um, a mother. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about like how pregnancy and giving birth and becoming a parent, um, if that affected your sex life and how? Um, well, with my first son, I had sex right up to the, I think we had sex and I think that's why I went into labor. <laughs> <laughs> it triggered me into labor. Um, so yeah, I had sex now um with my second son i had what they call placenta previa about six months in so i couldn't have intercourse until he was delivered but it never no it didn't pregnancy didn't change my sexual drive or anything like that you know you do a lot of um you're on top most of the time, <laughs> all the time <laughs> when, you're, when, when you're pregnant. Um, so, yeah, it's still sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still. Yeah. Um, I've heard from a lot of married people, probably mostly on like TV, that after you become a parent, your sex drive goes down or you're too busy or stressed 
Did you experience that at all? I didn't experience that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, um, being a mom, you know, with little kids and you have a very highly sexual husband, mm-hmm. you dress strategically. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You become very strategic as to when he can see, when he sees you, you know, maybe in a position to have sex. And so you, so you kind of uh, manage that. What do you mean dressing st- strategically? Do you mean like wearing a skirt? No, I mean like you dress um, like when you come out of the shower, whether you're covered or not. Because uh-huh. typically if I'm not covered, it would be like, oh, you're not, you're, you're <laughs> naked. We're having sex, you yeah. know? So I learned to, you know, go out of the shower, you dry off, you get dressed, uh-huh. you know? So it's like, I'm moving on. I'm busy. I've got, you know, probably lunch to to make and naps to take and laundry to do and vacuuming and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. So I kind of learned how to to manage when that happens. I see. Yeah. So kind of like scheduling and like sending signals to him, like when you're going to be available based on how you're dressing. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. That is n- not a form of communication with one's partner that I had thought of before. Mm. But that's really interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, so how old are your... You said you have three sons. Mm-hmm. Are, that, are those all your children? The uh, youngest one is my stepson, but he's been around me since he was eight. Okay. Yeah. So, so you've got three boys. Three boys. Will you talk a little bit about, um, like teaching them about sex like did you give them the talk did you teach and you said you've talked to them mm-hmm. about like you need to like mm-hmm. get oh, it yeah. on your phone that the yeah. girl must have sex with you yeah yeah I've, I've always been very open to with them about you know sex and mm-hmm. you know using pr- protection and one of the things I always really iterated with my boys is that I wanted them to understand that girls when they have intercourse with the boy, they release a bonding chemical, oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And boys do not have that. They do not have that bonding mm-hmm. chemical. So they needed to be very careful if they chose to have intercourse with a girl that they needed to know that she was going to attach. She was going to bond. Mm-hmm. Even if they didn't, they needed to be aware that that phenomenon was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they needed to be prepared for it. That it wasn't just to to them it may have just been a pleasurable act but to a girl it's different mm-hmm. that they you know it's a, it's physio- it's physical and it's going to happen nobody can stop it from happening mm-hmm. so that i wanted that's one of the things that i talked to him about mm-hmm. that i thought was important for him to know mm-hmm. so you said that you have been married three times Mm -hmm. um were those marriages in pretty close succession or did you have like breaks between them um nope the last three men i dated the last three men i married okay yeah yeah i had one um um fleeing in between you know so probably the last 35 years i've only been with like five guys Mm -hmm. wow yeah And and now you and your husband are separated, mm-hmm. but you two are still, you're still married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, 
Forgive me if this is a rude question, no. but are you seeing anyone else right no. now? No, no, I'm not. No, not and I don't. I don't have that desire to. I don't have. I don't. I know a lot of women when they separate or you know mm-hmm. finally they're free and they're you know they take on that single label that you know a lot of them they go out and you know they're on the hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not on the hunt. No. <laughs> no, and I don't. Um, matter of fact, it was real uncomfortable for me when I first took off my wedding ring, mm-hmm. and. It um, kind of brought out the creeps, <laughs> you know, felt like, you know, and it was, and I put it back on for a little bit until I kind of mm-hmm. got, oh, you know, okay, because I don't, um, I mean, I, I get hit on and everything, but I've never, I don't put out the signals to um, to come flirt with me or to, yeah. you know, I don't. I just not that way. I guess I'm kind of dry. <laughs> I don't know if I'm dry or or what, but I just don't put out that, you know, I don't put out my pheromones. Yeah. I don't, you know, to to men. You're not you're not making side eyes at people. No, you're usually going <laughs> you know, yeah. you looking over here, okay, don't look, don't look over that way. Okay. <laughs> That's usually, you know, because uh-huh. it's hard. I mean, because most men, if you even give them a look, if you crack the window like this much for them, they're going to be on you like stink on shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. and you know, like I, one guy, he's, um, I was getting my driver's license. The only place to sit was by this guy and he as soon as I sat down by him he turns and he looks at me and he goes and he zeroes in on he goes you're not married wow (laughs) yeah I mean it wasn't a hello how are you or anything and this was at like the DMV DMV Mm -hmm. going to the DMV DMV. to pick up single ladies you know it and so and he goes What's a girl like you being single? I said, I'm crazy. What did he say? No, you don't look crazy. You don't look crazy. I said, how do you know what crazy looks like? <laughs> so, And then what happened? And he goes, well, so what's a guy like me on a scale from one to ten got a chance with a girl like you? And I said, zero. <laughs> zero. Oh, oh, okay. And he was like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm real sure. Real sure. You're not my kind. (laughs) Oh. And and I'm resisting describing this person physically. Yeah. I'm impressed with your honesty. (laughs) (laughs) I really am. So, are you... Uh, and you might not know the answer to this question, but are you hoping to eventually um, move back in with your husband? Or do you see that happening in the future? Or is it too soon to say? I want to have an affair with him. What do you mean? I want to have a... I want to have an, an affair with him where it's um, just between him and me. It's not a married thing. Mm-hmm. It's fun where we become lovers again mm-hmm. and then we come go apart. And until we both, because we've got a lot of work to do uh-huh. emotionally, 
and I don't, I'm not ready to come back together with him. Uh-huh. I want to have like a sexual sexual affair with him mm-hmm. and then go to our separate corners and yeah. and to work on ourselves because he's no good to me right now and I'm no good to him. And just, and so, yeah, I guess in a little bit of me hopes and, but I don't want the same relationship. Yeah. I want it to be better. I want it to be what we initially intended it to be. Yeah. To be fun and to be romantic and adventurous and hand in hand, you know, going through life together because life's hard. Oh, yeah. And it's so much easier when you have a partner that's in lockstep with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my ultimate goal is to have that relationship that we both know can we can have. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Well, I wish you luck with that. Well, thanks. And you, <laughs> and you sound very, like, I don't know. You sound like you have healthy boundaries and... You're, like, not afraid to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. or anyone else. I'm working on that. <laughs> well, I, yeah. good. So I have um, have learned that my empathy level gets out of balance where I'm not... It's not that I'm dishonest with someone that's close with me. And this is a problem that I discovered that I was doing with my husband uh-huh. that avoid in order to avoid hurting his feelings or to cause more conflict i started to withhold my truths uh-huh and so i'm that's i'm learn i'm that's something i'm really that's i'm working on is to speaking my truth again mm-hmm. wow so. that's very inspirational oh well, i hope so <laughs> Um, do you have any words of wisdom or things that you've learned between the first time you had sex when you were that 14 year old girl, um, and who you are now as this woman who is very much in charge of her life and is making Mm. her own choices about what she wants? Well, to that 14-year-old girl, I would have told her to be true to herself. Uh-huh. And, and sometimes, I guess, people say, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I, you have to be true to how you feel. Mm-hmm. And in any moment that you get into a situation where you aren't being true to yourself and you're not, you're not saying no mm-hmm. when you need to say no, and you're not saying yes when you really want to say yes. Mm-hmm. To be true to yourself. To give yourself be give yourself permission mm-hmm. to go for what you want and to stop what you don't want. And and be bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say. I think that that's really excellent. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other closing words or anecdotes before we close up the episode before you can love anybody else you've got to learn to love yourself Uh and that's so important and to continue to love yourself what does that mean for you what does loving yourself mean to you loving 
my decisions, Mm -hmm. loving that I can um, be honest with enough with myself to understand my own flaws and just ask, ask that question again. Uh, you said that for your closing statement, you wanted to say that before you can love anyone else, you need to learn to love yourself. And I asked, what does loving yourself mean? Loving yourself is to be being, um, honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and, and, and and all your, all your crap, Mm -hmm. because we all have crap. I don't, you know, we do. (laughs) (laughs) We all do. We all have crap and you know, just everybody's crap looks a little different. That it does. You know, <laughs> smells a little different, looks a little different, you know, yeah. it all comes out a little, you know, oddly sometimes, yeah. but, but yeah, to, um, to love yourself, if, if you were to talk to one of your friends, the way you speak to yourself, would you have any friends? Mm, that's a good that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so. to be kind and mm-hmm. understand. Be kind. Mm-hmm. Like you would be to a friend. Yeah. Because you are you are your best friend. Because mm-hmm. no matter where you go, there you are. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Rose, thank you so um, much for coming on. I really enjoyed this. I was a little nervous about it at first, but yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it too. You were very generous and open guest. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, well, you're very welcome. I enjoyed it. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Peak, which is hosted and produced by me, Robin. Our theme music was written by Johnny Manchild of Johnny Manchild and the Poor Bastards. You can follow us on Facebook or at our website, thepeak.blueberry.net. That's the peak dot b-l-u-b-r-r-y dot net if you have a question or comment about anything we talked about today or if you would like to be a guest on the show send me an email at thepeakpod at gmail.com thanks for listening